Do you ever wonder what happened to your friends from high school? I mean, you were so close. You laughed together, you cried together, you shared some of the best years of your lives together, and yet, somehow through life, you just lost touch. Now it's time to relive those moments once again. Introducing the podcast that takes you back in time to the place where it all began. This is Class Reunion. We're bringing you all the gossip, secrets, and scandals from your high school days that you won't want to miss. Join us as we catch up with old classmates and dive into the wildest stories from our high school days. From those legendary parties to the infamous cliques, we're spilling all the tea on who's who and what really went down. So grab a seat, turn your volume up, and get ready for a trip down memory lane. Class Reunion, the podcast that reunites us all. Hello, Class Reunion. It's Leanne Pepper doing a single episode today on latchkey children. But first, I have my very first retraction (laughs) that was brought to my attention by my friend John, and I appreciate it. In my introductory podcast, I had mentioned Tony Toma, was the one who did the drug intervention speech at the high school. And it was not Tony Toma. We went to school with a Tony Toma. But doesn't that sound more impressive? Tony Toma. It was David Toma. And he was a retired police officer undercover. And he worked for 30 years on drug and alcohol presentations. So he was all over the world doing those presentations. But fun fact I learned after I looked him up again, he actually had a show based off of him called Toma, which ran on ABC Network from 1973 to 1974. I did not know that. So retraction made, let us continue. So today I want to talk about becoming a latchkey child, which was a new term for a lot of Gen X in like the 70s. And it was the term provided for children that went home after school unsupervised until one of the parents came home from work. And I was one of those that started the latchkey program in fifth grade. I didn't think anything of it because I certainly was having a good time coming home with my friend Nancy and we would watch General Hospital and also Mike Douglas, who was our Oprah Winfrey at the time after school and or afternoon Johnny Carson, if you remember him. And he had Tiger Woods on at four years old doing some putting on the show, which I'll never forget. But anyway, that was our that was our gig. And every day we'd walk home together. We lived a house away and we'd crack open our King Dongs and Twinkies and Cool Whip and Diet Coke and all the things you're not supposed to eat. And we had a really good time until it was dinner time. I didn't think anything of it until I was brought down to the principal's office by Bob McBride at the time. And he sat me down and I thought, oh, this can't be good. And he said, Leanne, how are you doing? And I thought, fine. I'm in fifth grade. I'm eating bologna sandwiches. I'm having gym every day and watching movies on a rainy day in the auditorium, watching Woody Woodpecker. What else could someone ask for? And he said, no, I really want to know how you're doing because how do you get into your house when you arrive home from school? And I thought, well, that's weird. And I said, well, I have a key. I have a front door key. And he said, then what do you do? Again, thought kind of weird. I said, I I eat Twinkies and Ding Dongs. <laughs> and uh, while I know that he was well-intended, for sure, I felt very different and weird from that moment forward. I felt that I was the only one that had two parents working, which was not the case, but I certainly felt different being brought down to the principal's office. So from that moment on, I'd say post fifth grade, all sorts of things started to change for me. I mean, obviously your body starts to change, but I started to notice the hierarchy in someone's house and whose parents were home and whose weren't because it had been brought to my attention. And it goes to show that like a child's mind is really just so innocent until somebody starts to redirect your thought process. 
process? So there I was enjoying coming home after school, but now feeling entirely different. My mom went to work, as I've mentioned before, at my high school. So this was long before I was there as a student. And she had been home her whole life raising four children. It was just brought to our family's attention that it was best for us to have two people working in the home, which again, I didn't think anything of. But I realize now that that move changed our family forever. It's a little hard to talk about, but I think we've all been through it. So I would love to, after this, you know, have people share their stories and see if they ran into the same thing that I did. So we moved to junior high and I'm noticing the discussions at the dinner table are starting to become very combative. And I will preface this by saying that my father's a very proud man. He worked in manufacturing for the automotive industry. We were in Michigan, either worked at one of the automotive companies or you worked for a manufacturer. That's just how it was. Or you worked on the assembly line. And we lived in a subdivision called Cranbrook Subdivision in Southfield. We were fortunate to go to Birmingham schools. And it was a brand new colonial build at the time that we purchased the house when I was about, I don't know, I think four maybe. And so my parents made friends with those within the neighborhood. Most of us attended a Catholic church called St. Bede's Church in Southfield, which is no longer there. And again, I was just innocently riding my bike through the neighborhood thinking life is great. At this time, some of my parents' friends were being promoted, big, big promotions, and were moving out of the neighborhood. They were VPs of automotive companies. They were presidents of banks. And I can understand now looking back how off-putting that was, but I didn't care, nor did I notice anything different. But it really hurt my dad's pride. And so to keep up with the Joneses, they say, my mom went to work so that they could kind of keep up that lifestyle along with their friends. It really started to erode the more she enjoyed her work. So imagine this is a woman who went to secretary school. After that, I don't even think she worked, maybe for a very short period of time. But she did put my dad through Marquette College, Marquette University. And I know that because she wrote all of his papers. She knew how to use the typewriter. She was his admin (laughs) for lack of better description. And I remember her telling me a story that there was a paper that she was typing. And for whatever reason, they had a little spat while they were dating about the paper and getting it done on time. And my mom threw the typewriter out the door. (laughs) Oh, boy, do I have stories, which should have been a red flag on how they communicated. But anyway, fast forward to her learning all of these new skills, you can imagine. And she was very proud of her work. And she enjoyed the relationship with the parents, with the students, with the faculty. She was completely in her element. And we were still a family of four that sat around and had dinner together, which was really cool. Not many families did that or do that anymore, but most of us did. We all sat down for dinner and we would talk about our day. But there was a pattern of when my mom wanted to talk about school, my dad didn't like it. It became a disruption in conversation. Quit talking about high school. I'm done hearing about high school. And so I felt that tremendously. I'm a very empathetic person. I watch people's behavior probably more than I should. And I'm very sensitive to it because it really escalated over time. Ooh, okay. So most of my time in junior high, I still tried to be that happy-go-lucky person. I played basketball, which was a lot of fun. I was still playing soccer, I believe, at the time at Southfield before you had water breaks and snack day. And I just was enjoying life. And suddenly, I felt the pressure of being perfect. Because now, looking back, 
and I don't know if your parents were like this, but everything was a show. So, you know, when they'd have cocktail parties and things like that, you know, we all had to come downstairs or I had to help make sure the nut bowl was filled and napkins were underneath glasses and whatever it was. It was just always a show of tell us what you're doing, Leanne, do a cheer, you know, whatever. I learned how to make cocktails at a really young age. And I just felt that pressure of always needing to appease my parents for the sake of their friends who had now all gone on to bigger and better things. So that's all I'm going to say right now because it's kind of going to go in a difficult direction. But I think if I look back on some of the things that we endured at this generation and why I want so bad to go back and explore it is we had absolutely zero coping skills. It was all on our shoulders to figure things out and the dynamics of relationships and who was rich and who was poor and clothing and all of that came about so quickly and I was not prepared. I was not prepared for what my role was going to be in the family and how it would mold me basically for the rest of my life. So I shall leave you with that. Stay tuned for more. Goodbye from the Latchkey Kid. All right, friends, that's it for this episode of Class Reunion Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And if you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the show, write us a review and share this podcast with a friend. Until next time.